All right, guys, welcome to episode 34 of the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And if you have not done so already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss another podcast episode again. With me today, I have the privilege and the honor to sit here and speak to, well, host of Whispers in a Bottle podcast, Sonia LaRae. She is a certified fashion psychologist, certified lifestyle relationship counselor, motivational speaker, and educator. If you haven't already, I encourage you to head on over, listen to her podcast, tons of information and just relatable content. And it's everyday life that we go through and hearing it from just somebody else makes you just sit down and really listen and understand that with all life's imperfections that it's okay and it's okay to be yourself and it's okay to go through trials. It's okay to be authentic. And I love everything she stands for. She's a beautiful soul. I really was able to connect to her podcast. I even listened to one of the episodes on authenticity multiple times, but welcome to the show. I know you have so much to tell us. Um, and you have just a phenomenal background. You know, your father was a Latin bassist. Um, your mother was the first woman of color on CBS television. Um, and, you know, you yourself were going into the music industry. And I want you, I, I'm not going to spill any beans on that because I want you to share with us that story in particular. But you are just, you have such a, you know, a life, like your story is just so phenomenal and so big. And I, when I was reading it, I was like, I have to get her on the podcast. You something about your energy and just, I don't know. I seen your post and I was like, I, I need her. I feel like I was drawn to you. And I'm so glad that we were able to connect and now we're sitting here, but welcome to the self-love effect. And, um, I can't wait for you to share all you have for us today, um, but she is going to lead our repeat after me. So whenever you're ready, go ahead. Okay, so repeat after me. I am worthy of allowing myself to pivot. Once again, I am worthy of allowing myself to pivot. Once you give that to yourself, you are going to be able to shift your mindset you're going to be able to move forward on the things that you definitely want to achieve. And I'm just grateful to Desiree to allow me to share my story with you all. Mm-hmm. I, so tell us a little bit about your journey. And I know there was a big shift um, when you started, in the, you know, you had music on, you know, at such a young age, but, you know, you went through this change and change for lots of people, we get uncomfortable and we just, instead of, you know, kind of absorbing that energy in the shift, we just decide to give up on life and give up on ourselves or when it'll pass, I'll, you know, we'll get through it or we'll change or we'll finally try. Um, but you took that immediate shift and you worked through it and you became this person who is now sharing your story and just, you know, 
uh, inspiring many and women in general, um, especially, you know, I feel like sometimes for us women, it's a little harder at times, um, especially it's harder for us to become comfortable in the uncomfortable. So share with us your story. And I'm so excited to hear this. So just to let you all know, before I got into motivational speaking and anything else, I was in the music industry and I was an up and coming artist. And, you know, of course, they put you through the whole rigmarole. You're traveling all over. You're doing mom and pop shows. You're everywhere. And literally, um, it came to a point where I was just to the verge. We were in the studio. We had recorded my CD. Everything was ready. And the next step is they send you overseas because they develop you, they brand you, they make you huge. Every artist goes through this. They send you overseas and then they bring you back over here and your career is launched. So it was just at that time I was doing a major show for a major artist that I was opening for. And I was so excited because that was my show that I I had the greatest privilege. I've never performed on a, a scale that large, you know, like it was sold out stadium. But the night before I had started to feel sick, I had this severe pain in my head. And literally, I didn't say anything at first. And my mom is was my manager. And um, she's she was like, you know, anything that was wrong, she was on top of it. That night, I didn't say anything. I went to bed early because I had an early call. And I got up, I still felt horrible, but I felt worse the next day. So she said, you know what, let's call the doctor. And he was like, you know what, I think you should come to the hospital. I was like, for a headache? Sure. I got a show of my lifetime. You won't see me. (laughs) And so I was like, whatever. And I was off and running for the day. Um, And it just seemed to be getting worse though. By that night, I'm, I'm telling you, that last note that came out, I felt like if I could just hurry up, I'd be so grateful. I could cut the top of my head off and my brain could expand. That's how bad it was. But just as I came off the stage, I collapsed. And this is where my life and my story took a 360 degree turn. Literally, they rushed me to the hospital and I was totally unconscious My road manager and my assistant at the time was at the hospital with me. My mother was still at the venue because there's a lot that has to be done as an artist and as a manager that they have to handle. Um, They called her and stated that they needed um, her to authorize them to do a spinal tap. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, you know, and it was like, we have to because we think she has meningitis. And at the time, um, it was a huge outbreak of meningitis going on here in Pennsylvania. And that's where I was um, based at. And literally, she was like, okay, fine, you know, let's do this and, and just get her better. Well, needless to say, in 3.6 seconds, my life took a change that you'll never believe. Um, I was finally awakened, and they kept asking me, did I feel this? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they was like, okay, they put me back to sleep. And four days later, they woke me up again. And I did not realize that it was four days later from when I was in the hospital. And they asked me again if I could feel what they were doing. Needless to say, no, I could not. They had paralyzed me and they had did my spinal tap incorrectly. So here it is, this... 20-something-year-old who's living the life that they've always dreamed. From a child, I always dreamed to be a singer. I had no inspiration of nothing else. (laughs) I was going to be a star. (laughs) 
And that was my, my dream and my destiny. I mean, I was in college. I was doing all the things I was supposed to be doing, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm 20 years old. I even started my company, La Paz. My, I have a, a company behind Whispers in a Bottle, which is La Paz Image Consultants. And I had started my company, but my music has always been my passion, my love. So as I'm laying there, no one is telling me what has happened to me. And so they finally come in and tell me that, um, we don't know how to tell you this, but um, we believe you're paralyzed. Not at that moment, not at any time that I say, why me? I didn't scream, I didn't cry, I didn't say anything. I looked the doctor in his face and I said, okay, so how are we gonna fix this? What are we gonna do? And he says, I don't think you understand, you're paralyzed. And at the time, I was a quadriplegic at the time. Mm. I didn't even know that I was a quadriplegic. And I said, uh, well, okay. So they put me in therapy. They send me off to this uh, rehab center where I go to live there. <laughs> and I tell my mom, I said, listen, um, I don't know what they expect of me, but look, somebody's got to do my hair. I can't be walking around. <laughs> and my mom was like, you're worried about your hair? <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't want to look like this. I mean, people are going to be looking at me, oh. you know? And she was like, do you realize what they're telling you? Sonia, do you understand? I said, mommy, I'm fine. I am fine. And literally as we came through like our first month in rehab and I realized like, whoa, wait a minute. I can't even sit my own self up. I have to be strapped in this chair. And I was that way that I couldn't, I had no feeling from head to toe for um, the first five months of being in rehab. And then one day I went to the neurologist and he stuck me in the arm and I said, hey, I felt that, what is that? And he was like, you felt that? I was like, yeah, I felt that. Mm -hmm. And I had started to gain more motion in the top half of my body, but ended up that as I was going through this, everybody kept asking me, how are you doing? are you okay? And one day I was sitting there and I had my journal and I had wrote in my journal and I have it, I have it now even, I, I could even show it to you. I keep my journal with me all the time. And this was given to me by one of the nurses. See my journal? Oh my this was given to me and it says, life is sweet on the front of it. It says, life is sweet. I see. And I said, the first page I wrote on this was, this wheelchair does not define me and I am fine. And that day I wrote in here and I said, if this was not to happen to me, who could I wish this on? And as I sat there thinking about that, who could I possibly want to wish something like this on? So I had a choice. I had a choice of if I was going to cry over this, let this define me, let this be who Sonia Larey is and, and just everything, shut it down. Okay, yeah, I'm not able to do music because the music that I do, I'm a, I sing ballads. Um, I'm classically trained as well. So who wants to hear sad love songs from a person in a wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> that's just not even cool. <laughs> so I just said to myself, look, you are going to be one fabulous person in a wheelchair. 
Mm. Now I had finally was able to do my hair. And so my, my bun stopped being crooked. Cause you know, when you go back to your parent doing your hair, you don't have a straight bun. You don't have a straight part. <laughs> I got tons of hair. And so it just was back to those hairstyles that I hated uh. as a child. <laughs> But now I can do my own hair. I can do my makeup. But let me tell you, I rock stilettos in my chair. I was dressed every single time I had someone helping me to get myself dressed. I made efforts in therapy where they would teach me how to pivot and change and even move out of my chair just so. I wanted to be me. Mm -hmm. And this chair was not going to define me and it was not going to limit me from whatever the greatness is that I thought I should achieve. And so I started pouring myself into my company and I had an opportunity to share my story at the rehab center. There was a young lady there that basically was giving up on life. And she was just a little older than me. I remember that afternoon so clear and I will never forget her to this day that she told me, well, I don't have anything. And I said to her and I looked at her and I, I she was beautiful. If you saw this young lady, she was beautiful. She, you could see it from inside out. And I'm not talking about physical. I'm talking about beauty from inside. Yeah. And I asked her, what is your purpose? And she looked at me and she said, what do you mean? What's my purpose? I said, what's your purpose? Your pur what was you doing before you got in this chair? She said, um, well, she said, uh, I, I love to draw. I'm an artist. I said, well, does it keep you from doing your art? She says, well, no. I said, so why can't you be bigger than what you were before? Mm. And literally, she has gone to do some great things. She was commissioned to do a mural here in Philadelphia that it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But I never will forget her because that day she had that choice to pivot. And that's why I said, you have a choice where you allow yourself to pivot. Because that's what I had to do. I had to pivot my life, everything. I'm still pivoting. Mm. I have so much stuff that I'm pivoting with. I, I had a major occurrence in my life just recently. My mother, she passed away March 19th and she's my manager. She's the wind beneath my wings. She's a little bit of everything for me. And to literally have to now shift because everything that I work so hard for necessarily, I don't even work so hard for myself. Mm. I work hard for my family. I work hard for my mom. I do things that drive me a lot. Yeah. And that's the same thing that drove me in that wheelchair, that it was not going to be my destiny. And even if I was still in a chair, which I'm grateful, I'm out of the chair now. I spent five and a half years in a wheelchair. Um, I started a foundation for women who wanted to be fabulous in a wheelchair. And it's mm -hmm. called Fabulously Wheeling. And I want people to celebrate the difference that you can make. Mm allowing yourself to be seen through the eyes of others. So when you come into a room, I always tell people, make a presence. Yes. Make mm -hmm. a presence. Let yourself be known. Don't be afraid. Don't shrink back. And women do that all the time. Mm. They always put the word just in front of something. I'm just a housewife. Yes. I'm just a mom. 
No, you're more than that. You're a dynamic energy that controls the ambiance of your family. And you are the temperature, the climate controller. You are everything. And I, I believe that with my heart and soul, my heart and soul. I love that. I love that. I don't, I sit here and I wonder how many people say, why me? I mean, it's a large percentage and myself included. I know when I've gone through stuff in life and now, you know, looking back, you, you, you can't change that. You think, you know, why me? But unfortunately, you know, I feel like sometimes too, that's part of just society, how we're just raised to think. Um, and then maybe influence because those around us or who we hang out with, um, or maybe sometimes in all honesty, it comes from family too. Um, the way we're raised, our limiting beliefs, what we're told, what we're taught. Um, but the fact that you continue to say, say, this does not define me. I hope those of you who are listening are jotting that down because that is the root of it all. And you speak about change and why it's so difficult. And that is why, because people allow the things they go through or the things they are going through to define who they are and they give up on life and their purpose. And they don't want to grow because they're so stuck in that. Well, why me mindset? And they never want to pivot. And here you are teaching others that it's okay, that when you walk into a room, my dad always tells me this, walk in as if you own it, like make your, and he goes, it's not about because I'm, you know, uh, cocky or that I think I'm better. It's that the way you present yourself, you're going to allow other people to see you for who you truly are. You're so, um, and you know, it's, you're authentic, you're authentic to yourself that there's nothing to hide. And so you can absolutely walk in anywhere, the grocery store, the gas, the simplest things. It doesn't have to just be like a conference or a classroom. Um, You know, you walk in with just this presence and, you know, other people, they thrive off of that energy. Like, oh, I want to be like that. Why can't I be like that? And then they start to think I can be like that too. If that person's that way, you encourage other people to be themselves. And that's what you're doing every day. You're encouraging women to be themselves, whether they're in a wheelchair or they're, they're not in a wheelchair, you know, wherever they are at in the stage of their life, you're encouraging them to be true, to not give up, to not let the things around them or what they've gone through in their past to define who they are today and to not define who they are in their future. And that's. And that's important because this Mm. is the thing, like most people don't realize when you brought up the word authentic, you know, I always start all of my shows off with a clear meaning. I tell people what it means. I love that by the the way. Definition is it means to be genuine, original, and real to be authentic. But when you're being authentic or real, it means that you have to strip away the mask mm. that you present to other people. Mm. Because see, as a culture and a society, we are all kind of told, uh, this, is, this is the key element of what makes you, you. Or this is how a lady or a woman should be. Right. But that's not the case. Because authenticity means that you must tap into, which means that you have to drill deep into yourself to be able to reflect it. 
But if you don't sit and really find out what really is that quality of authenticity, you'll never be able to bring it forward. Right. So for me, I have always, I came from a parent, I come from a very different kind of culture. I'm a, I'm, I'm a great, I, I love my parents because my dad, of course, being a musician, their mindset is so different. They're kind of free on how they are. But then on top of it, my mother was a hippie. Hello, who's any freer than that? <laughs> That's right. True. You know, hello. <laughs> but the one thing they celebrated and they inculcated in us was to be you. Because mm-hmm. she said, everybody else is taken and you will never get that right. And I have believed in that. And what I teach my clients and my listeners is that it starts with your foundation. And sometimes the foundation is not solid and that's fine. But as an adult, you can go back and you can do the reconstruction that you need to be that authentic person that will allow you to pivot. Absolutely. And that is what is needed to be able to walk a journey of being in a wheelchair five and a half years, knowing that your space is limited to the chair point of where you are and knowing that it's okay to enter and roll into a room and be Sonia Lorray. What's more dynamic than that? That's all the power you need in this world. That's all the power you need really is to be you. I mean, people, we try to look for all the answers in this magic pill and it's, we all have it within us and that is ourselves to be yourself. And it's hard, it's vulnerable. It's a very hard task, which it should be easy. It should be the easiest task in this world. No, not but at it's all. not, it's not, it's the hardest. And when no. you are, you feel like you're going to be judged for it. Um, who, who's saying what they're saying this, but in reality, opinions don't matter. I mean, the opinion of yourself matters because your mental well-being is what's going to be the driving factor in how you live your life until we start to understand that and really take the change in that. It's really a leap of faith within yourself just to know that being authentic is the way to live because you're always going to live this half-life. You could say you're living life to the fullest, but if you're not being your authentic you, it's only half of a life. So you'll never get to see the grand picture until you start living for yourself. That's so, so. true. That's so true. I love that because it's, it, you can't, I don't feel you can really be a happy person being a half a person. Yeah. Because yeah. it's almost like, you know, you, you always hear that illustration is your cap, cup half full or half, half empty. Mm-hmm. But if you walk through life in a mindset of a half empty, you are going to develop and do the same half empty practices. And that means that you will put half empty into yourself. So if I can't encourage anything or any, anything else, I want to encourage your listeners as well as my listeners to always think of themselves as value. And I teach this constantly. You either are a real investment or you are a junk bond. Mm. And junk bonds don't have value. But I have never met anyone that did not possess value. 
And I don't care how small it is, but you possess it and you own that part of yourself. And as you see, that is what shines bright. Develop it. And that doesn't mean develop being a jerk, though, because that's something totally different. But I'm talking about real quality, real investment, real real estate that's in yourself. That is what is needed to really be who you are as a successful person moving through your life. Not everybody else's life, but your life. Yeah, you know, listening to your podcast about being authentic, you had mentioned, and I've never known this to be true, but you said that there was research proven that being authentic also improves your overall health and wellness, or there's some correlation. Can you kind of add to that? I never knew when I sat there and I kept going back, I kept going back and I jotted it down and I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my, why isn't, we need to shout it from the rooftops and it needs to be said more. I mean, if there's, we look, if we go to Google for all the answers, cause you know, Google has the PhD, not the doctors, right? Mm-hmm. It needs to have somewhere. It needs to tell us that if you're your true authentic self, then it's going to improve your health and wellness in a grand people don't way. Realize, people don't realize that is real. That is real. Now I'm going to tell you the truth. Now this came from a real research and it's a scientific fact that was done that they did this research and everything. And um, you can go and you can Google it because like you said, Google, you believe Google, Mm -hmm. go to Google. But this is the truth of the matter. They found that more people that were authentic and living authentic lives, they had less stress, They had less problems with regards to cardiac conditions, their diabetes, their blood sugar was normal, as well as their mental prowess was even healthier. Because what happens is it's that uptake of that serotonin and all those good things that are your boosters that boost Mm -hmm. you is what happens to you. And so it's the natural uptake that you need in your life. People that are authentic, now I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to use myself as as an example because anybody who knows me, and you can ask almost anybody who knows me, I am 100% genuine. Whatever you see, whatever you hear here is what you get. (laughs) But I'll tell you, I am the most lighthearted person. I laugh a lot. I don't take myself overly serious. Um, I have, and literally I have no cholesterol. I have no high blood pressure. I don't have diabetes. I have no heart condition whatsoever. And I have gained a significant amount of weight from being in the wheelchair. As a matter of fact, I say to people, I look like I swallowed myself. That's my private joke. Oh and I like my God. <laughs> That's my joke and I own it. <laughs> I love, see, I, I love laugh at you. my own self. Like, yeah. that's, that's me. You know, like, I'm going to tell you the truth. Before I was in a wheelchair, I was a size 12. I look great. I'm five, seven and a half. So I had a killer figure. Now I'm a, a woman who's five, seven and a half. And I'm down, I'm into a 22 now. And I'm like celebrating because I'm in a 22. I was a full 24. 
Heck but yeah, there you go. Exactly. It's but victory. this is the thing. All that to be said is this. I'm walking in my truth. I'm authentic. I'm real. I could tell you I'm heavy. I'm okay with it. You might not be, but hey, that's you, you know? But the other <laughs> thing is because I'm authentic and living my authentic life. Did you hear me? I have no diabetes. I have no high blood pressure. I have no health issues as far as that goes. I'm a healthy woman. I have a spinal injury due to a spinal tap that went awry. <laughs> but literally everything else is said and done. But because I live authentic, I'm happy. I have all this to give. I want to give back. So authenticity keeps me driven. And it's the same difference. And as that research showed, that healthy mind, healthy body is a matter of what you put into it. Mm. And it can keep it developing and growing through your life. Yeah. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I hope you guys are taking notes on this because it, it I sat there and I was like, oh my gosh, it makes complete sense. But why are we so blind to it all? Like, you know, there's no over-the-counter or prescribed medication that your doctor can give you when the real power is within you. It really is. But, you know, living in um, just this Western culture and, you know, just in the world in general, you're thinking the pharmaceutical companies make a lot of money doing what they do. And unfortunately, there's many times where we prescribe the medication only for the person to become addicted to whatever they're prescribed to when the real answers they're searching for is in here and that might, and it's so powerful. And your story is just a light to everyone. And not just those who are going to heart through a hardship right now, or have went is that you possess the power to overcome your trials, your obstacles, but only you can do it. You can sit here and give advice. You can, you that you can, they can hire you as their coach but you can give them all the tools in the world. But if they're not going to utilize them, then they'll never achieve their full potential or what they're trying to unlock. But I love that your story is just that, that right away, instead of panicking and freaking out and thinking, this is it for me, I'm done. There's, you know, let's, you know, wipe your hands clean and you know what it is, what it is, not a why me of it, what can we do? What can I do to improve? How am I going to get through the next years of my life. And here you are, you know, changing lives every day, educating people, motivating them to be their best selves. And there's nothing, nothing that stands away of that road, whether it's a stump or a tree, whatever that fell that you can have, you can get over, you possess the power. You have the answers to get over it. Not your mom, not your dad, not your sister, not your teacher, whoever it is, you have it in you. And only until you unlock it, then you're free. Exactly. And you know, I want to tell you something very important, a part of my journey and story as well. Um, the doctor who did the procedure, he didn't wait for his attending physician. And everybody instantly thought, oh, you're going to sue him. I know you're going to sue him. And I'm going to tell you all, I did not sue him. Because as I said to him laying there, he was there and he had tears in his eyes and he was like, um, I, I've done this so many times. And I said, well, let me ask you, have you done this with your attending or just alone? 
always with my attending, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm top of my class. And I told him, I said, but it takes a mistake to make you realize that you need someone to help you. Mm-hmm. So I told him, I said, um, I'm not angry with you. And he was like, what? And he kept apologizing. He would come into my room every so often and apologize. <laughs> and they had, um, they had suspended him. And so the doctors, of course, when they come, the board meets with you and everything. I told them that I wasn't going to be suing because I said, um, I don't want to ruin his life. Right. And they was like, well, he ruined your life. He took your career away from you. And I said, well, he took an aspect of what I do away from me. Yes. But did he take my life away from me? No. Now that's a difference there because I was still living. I was still breathing. I still had the love of my family. I still had the love of music in me. Right now, I just couldn't do it. And now I, I'm back to singing. I sing. I sing very well, actually. <laughs> and I'm just happy with that. But this is yeah, the listen thing. To what happened. He pivoted his life. So he went from being this arrogant kind of young doctor to now where he works with people that have been paralyzed or placed into a wheelchair. And he changed his specialty to now go into um, therapeutic care. And so you never know what you may help a person to realize. And I tell people, if you take 15 seconds to just stop, and just focus for a moment of what it is before you react. Mm. You may see that in that 15 seconds, you may make a pivot that will change your trajectory as well as the next man's. And it will be something divine and you would never even know. I'm telling you that higher power, the, the calling, if you believe in God, the universe, They are using you and your story for the greater good because many people would have taken that and used it against that doctor and would have blamed him for the rest of their life and they would have never done anything else and they might have still be in that wheelchair. Um, They would have sued him. They would have just, you know, walked away and just like I said, blamed him, but you pivoted and you're using it every day. And it's just, it's just a testimony of not just good, but that you can get through hard things in life. We could do hard things as human beings. We just need to be able to just see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And it sounds cliche because it's used a lot, but there is light. Um, and now you're sharing your whispers in a bottle. And I do, I wanted to interject this somewhere and I felt like this was the right time, but I want you to share with us why your podcast is called Whispers in a Bottle. Well, I have to tell you, so Whispers in a Bottle, the the show is really actually fun. It's called Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays. But Whispers in a Bottle literally was taken from an Irish folklore. And it stated that the that seamen would take letters and they would take a note and they would write it onto a piece of paper and stick it in these bottles, but they would put a message of hope and love that they would return back to their loved ones Mm -hmm. and they would throw it out into the sea to carry their message far and wide. 
And so whispers in a bottle is just that. It's my avenue of putting that letter into a bottle and throwing it out into the airwaves that can touch anyone far and wide to hear my message of what I'm trying to deliver and hoping to encourage others to break the boundaries that we place in our minds. And that's the biggest thing. We place boundaries in our minds, almost like a bear trap. But that's mm. what Whispers in a Bottle was for. And then the Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays is just for fun. <laughs> I love that. They're cute. It's so, it, I love it. It's just, it's so like, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, but the energy behind yours, I was just like, oh my gosh. And even your guest speakers, like everybody is just so like fun and just, I don't know. I want to say cute for some reason, but it's just like that. It's like so energetic and it's just so lively and you feel like you can connect and you're just like, oh, let me go grab my cocktail. Like one of the girls was like, one of your guest speakers on change was like, oh, I have, you know, um, let me grab vodka or something. I don't know what she said. And I was <laughs> cracking up. Yeah. And I was like, I love this. Cause you know, it's like, it has to be fun. You want to draw people in. I mean, it's, it's everyday people, you know, it's, you, you know, when people are listening to podcasts, they want to be able to connect and feel that energy. Um, they don't want to hear someone that's really monotone and hi, welcome to the self-love effect. You know, I mean, because it's the stories we're sharing. It's the information that we're trying to get out there. It's like you said, you're trying, you know, in a way, you know, you're guiding them. And you had said that earlier before we started recording, but you're being a light. Um, you're putting all that information, those thoughts, even your own journaling into it. And you're expressing like, you know, it's like you're an open book and you're allowing them to read your thoughts and, you know, hoping that they learn from them too. And that they, you know, can gain insight into their own personal life. Maybe use that, you use it to change their life or whatever they're going through. Cause each of us is going through something, whether it's big or small, maybe right now we're at a good point. But there's always something to work on with ourselves personally. And I feel like when we hear other people's stories too, you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, like I know today I was like writing notes and I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like um, your one on change, I really like that you, you both really hit on some key notes on why change is so hard. And I feel like that's one thing that us human beings lack. Um, and it's not that we don't have the potential to change. It's that we're so like conformed in these ways. And like you were saying earlier that we just rather just, you know, oh, well, let's just go to my nine to five, even though I'm not happy about it. But you know what? That change is something like this. Like I tell people, um, especially in that, that discussion, if your listeners go back and listen to that, you'll hear because, um, a lot of times what happens for people to change or don't change is because we're comfortable in a pattern. You know, yeah. people don't realize that we get set in patterns. And anytime that there's a little hiccup or a bump in that pattern, it throws off things. Mm. And so change means that you have to kind of become uncomfortable to become comfortable. Mm. And that sounds so weird, I know, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. Um, I told you that I'm going through a major change right now. Yeah. I brought it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I tell my, my whisperers all the time is this. 
is that I'm so authentic and I'm, I'm transparent mm -hmm. with what I'm doing. Because as I go through this change and I bring up topics on things, my first show back, I hadn't been on the air for four months. My mom passed away in March and I did not do, I could not. And people think because you're a therapist, oh, you know how to bounce back. You could just, uh, you know, you're human robots. Exactly. Yes. The robot effect, but mm. that's not the case. So my very first show back I did was I am okay not being okay. Mm. And that kind of like blew people's minds for a second. They're like, what is she saying? Because that's the point. Sometimes you have to be okay not to be okay. So you can change mm. and you can allow it to come in and make those different motives and make you see the things that need to be relevant and make those changes necessary. Mm. And so the same thing that I'm going through now, trying to pivot, trying to do things because a stable part of my life is not here. I'm not accustomed to doing certain things for business because I never had to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> now I do. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a change. Yeah. And so if I decide that I'm going to sit back and not do it, where's my growth going to come from? Mm. Who's going to do it for me? And if they do it for me, what will the outcome be? Will it be something that is really Sonia LaRae or will it be something that I don't even recognize? Yeah. So ask yourself those questions prior to you shifting off or refusing to do something that can possibly move you forward. Because the choice is always yours. It's always been yours. It'll always be yours. And, you know, um, that's why, like I shared with my listeners last, I think it was last week, um, Eleanor Roosevelt's, uh, her famous quote, where she says, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent because the choice is yours. And, um, you know, we just, I just, when I get in these talks and, you know, speaking to you, I'm just like, uh, why can't we just all see that we have the power that we're seeking? You know, when we say, oh, I want to be like her, I want to be like him. Oh my gosh. Why do they have it like this? And like, why don't I have it like this? Well, why don't you shift that mindset? and say, I'm, I'm going to do that, or I'm going to be this way. I'm going to seek to learn to become who I want to be rather than just sitting there and kind of arms crossed and like you're a little kid on the playground and you can't get on the swing because all the swings are being used at the moment. Exactly. Like, I, I don't know if you saw, like, um, I do a motivational <clears throat> Monday every, every Monday for my whispers every single Monday. If you're on Instagram, check it out because I always put something there. Yeah. And uh, over the weekend, I had spoke about goals. But on what you're saying is, um, we have a text blast that I do every Monday to um, our whispers. And today's motivational Monday was set your intentions, focus on the necessary and celebrate your small wins. Mm. Because see, if you focus your eye on that key element for yourself, the dynamics is something that you'll never be disappointed in. Yeah. 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 I think small victories is that one that I try to tell others. Don't forget about them. 
Like we, we talk about these like huge changes, like transformation stories. I went from A to B, but what about the in-between pages, the pages that no one talks about, the pages that no one knows about because you don't showcase to the world. That's your small victories. Those are what got you from A to B in the first place. It's not like this transformation overnight. It's these little small wins along the way that amount into this grand you know, transformation, but it's like, we tend to forget, or we don't clap for ourselves in those small victories. Cause they're like, it's not big enough. And, you know, if I go on Instagram or social media and I try to share, it's like, no, one's going to care. But first of all, who cares if no one cares, that's for you to clap for that's for you to say, wow, like I did this and this. Cause when you start to write all those victories, there's a long list there. You can't tell me that you live you know, the last 30, the last 40, the last 20 years without victories in your life. You can't sit here and tell me that you only have a whole sheet of obstacles right in front of you. There is victories. And then we tend to forget, you know, that it's okay to clap for yourself with even the smallest one, because that's, what's going to make the difference. That's what changes that mindset, that thinking of, oh, it can only be big. No, it's the small ones. It's the small ones that amount to the big one. So yeah, the big one's great, but the small ones are even better they're satisfying. They're like, you see growth in the small ones, but. Exactly. And I teach, I teach all my clients. And if, if any of them were on here with us, they would tell you, I drill in their minds that they are to celebrate themselves. But the reason why I teach that is because I want them to get accustomed to realizing they have done something worthy of Mm -hmm. celebrating for them not for everyone else so once you refocus and rework the mind it's a different element so i have like these mini courses that we do and um right now they're doing declutter your mind because people just don't realize how powerful that really is yeah and so literally really learning to celebrate yourself requires more than just saying, oh, good job. Mm. But people don't realize that. And if you can get that down, and then if you can get the little elements of making those pivots and the shift, every element that we talked about today for my story and my journey, if you notice, it made a full circle of all the things that I told you about. I made that pivot. I did a mindset check and I said, I was okay. I'm fine. How are we going to fix this? I gave myself permission to acknowledge what happened, but it did not define me. I went back and I went back to that circle again and I checked back in and it said, now that you have these resources and you know what it is, where do you go from here? Then it put me on that spiral of motivation, motivational speaking to impart what I have to you now to empower you to be the best you. And my circle is totally closed because I decluttered my mind. And that is what is the element of life is what we do with each element. So that's just a little of Sonia Lorraine. <laughs> and I love the way life works because even if, you know, maybe if you didn't a hundred percent understand why, 
you know, the doctor did what he did. But then, you know, as we go through life and the stages of life and this circle that closes in, and now you're like, I don't know if you ever think about this, but your story is all a part of that becoming that motivational speaker because of that incident you went through. And it just, if I love to reflect, and that's a big one for me where I, I'm like, you, I tell my listeners, you have to constantly reflect on your life, wherever you're at this chapter. If the season you're not, you don't love the season. It's okay. Cause you're not going to love them all, but reflect on it. See how life comes full circle. And if you see it, then you start to wonder, wow, like you, you take your own breath away. Cause then you get to see, like, you get to sit back and see the outsider looking into your own life. Um, and that's why I feel like to journaling is such a big one for me because you go back and you get to read yourself, but sometimes it doesn't even feel like that's you because you've grown and you've evolved. And you're like, that was, this was me. Like I know in, in high school, I used to talk about love all the time. All my journals, my parents have them. And we, ha- I found them stashed and when they were moving, I'm like, oh my gosh, why is all this poetry about love and heartbreak and, you know, what I'm going through, but you get to see yourself evolve and what you spoke to yourself and how like your words change too, and how you just evolve as a person. And I know some people are like, oh, that stuff like is just like, doesn't work, but it does. It's words have such big impact in our lives. Like think about a time, you know, for me, like I think about what got me to believe, you know, that I wasn't good enough or why I had an eating disorder for so long. It's because I was bullied in elementary school and I was called fat all the time and I wasn't pretty like the other girls and every day constantly hearing it and then repeating it to myself, I believed it and it consumed me. But it's like you, our words, our own words to ourselves, like they can evolve and they should evolve at least, you know, with time and like to document that. And it's really just a documentary of your own life. And I think it's, a beautiful way to, you know, build on self-love and that foundation, like you said earlier, like a stronger foundation. Cause if you're going out there and if the cement is not correct and you don't got it all level, like, you know, the foundation of a house and you go tap it with the hammer and it breaks, well, guess what? There ain't going to be no house on that foundation. You're going to have to start all over again. And so, yeah, yeah, that's powerful. And this is the thing. Everybody's circle is not a complete, a, a good circle. Let me just tell you that there are dips and bumps in every circle. Even in my circle, there are dips and bumps. Do not think your circle is going to be perfectly round because it is not because life gives you ebbs and flows. And so in your circle, you're going to have ebbs and flows and you could have a different time on each one. But literally, as you go around, it will turn out as how you decide, because you can decide how your circle is going to end. You can either have it that it ends on an up or you can have it end on a down. And even some things that we don't have control over, it may seem like it's a down at that time, and it may be a down at that time, and that's fine but don't allow yourself to stay there. And that's so important. I love that. Um, Is there anything that you do in particular? Like, do you journal? What is there that, 
helps you in your self-love journey with yourself? Like, is there anything, I always ask my guests this question, but is there anything you do, um, whether it's religiously every day, like, do you repeat, um, you know, just positive affirmations to yourself? Is there anything in particular you do? I am a huge believer in affirmations. Um, Matter of fact, I, I make up affirmations and I give them to my friends and I give them to my clients. I do all this. Oh, I, I believe amazing. in it. And yeah. um, on my my wall in the studio, we have um, our, it's called a direction board. That's what we call uh-huh. it, a direction board. But at the top of the direction board, every week I put something new at the, the top of it. And this week I put, my intention is my pathway. And I will listen to hear what it's telling me. Mm -hmm. So my intention is my pathway and I'm going to listen to hear what it's telling me. So I need to know what I need to learn this week. I need to know who I need to connect with this week. And I need to know what I need to take away to enrich myself this week. So when I tell my staff and I tell my family, even my daughter, she's, she's huge on it. She likes she likes to make up her own affirmations too. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh my gosh. We all need to learn from her. She's right now this week. She's going to be one with a butterfly. That's her affirmation. Oh. And I said, well, what does that mean? She says, I'm going to be free in my thinking. I said, that's very Ooh, good. I like that. That's very good. Yeah. So I try to do that all the time. Every day, every week, I put something new up for myself. I challenge myself every week to make sure that I see something that I love about me. And I challenge myself with that. And it cannot be superficial. Now that's the challenge. That's another one you use a lot, superficial. And you'll hear, like I speak on that. And I speak on that deeply because what people don't realize that superficial will never build longevity. So I challenge myself every week to find something that I love about myself, but not superficial. So that's my thing. And listen, you was talking and you said something and uh, you were speaking about how, you know, how you felt like as a young girl having, you know, feeling not pretty. Mm -hmm. And, and that's so dangerous because that happens to women now. And um, I did a a conversation on being enough. Go listen to that because I tell you when I realized I was enough and it will shock you when I realized it. Because it's something that most people don't realize until much later in their life. I have to go listen. Yeah, it's, that was, um, when I had my daughter, that was, that was my pivot. It was my, like when I had my son, it was a pivot into becoming a better person. I had to stop my eating disorder had to stop for good. But when I had my daughter, that was the pivot of, I never want her to look at herself the way I looked at myself. 
I didn't want, I don't want her to repeat those things. I want her That's to be legacy. strong. Exactly. And I want her to be better. And it's not a bad thing. Like people are like, what do you mean better? I'm like, no, I don't want her to go through the obstacles. And if she does go through obstacles, I want to make sure they're not the ones I went through. Cause I want to be able to teach her. You are enough. You're worthy. You know, your beauty is not defined by your outer appearance. You know, we change our bodies change. Look, we get older you know, we, you know, our hair turns gray, like Come on now. We, <laughs> we know you are so beautiful. Uh, we, we change and we, we you know, and so uh, <laughs> I love her. <laughs> She's all pointing at herself. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, it's life transforms when you understand that you are enough um, and you've always been enough. And it's, it's, uh, it's a powerful, but it's, it, that was the biggest pivot for me so far in my life with her. And, um, it's for everyone, it's different. Um, but I know for me, it was just, you know, bringing life into this world and it couldn't be self-centered anymore. Like it, something had to change. Um, and it was kind of just like, this is it. Like I'm giving you this gift of life and you decide what, how you want to be as a mother. But I knew that I couldn't consume her with the same demons I had. That's not fair either. So you're the blueprint. Yeah. And so this is the thing, everything that you do now, you're etching it. And yeah. so the different etchings that you're putting through now are the ones that are healthy. The ones that are being motivated by actions from the heart, not just the mind. Mm -hmm. So it puts forth a different need and a different way of loving oneself, which in turn helps mirror it for your legacy to live out healthily. Yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And I mean, look at your daughter, you see it every day and it's like, you're playing a role in that and how you can go to bed at night, just we're not perfect. No, no woman is a perfect mother, but knowing that we're doing our best and our best is enough, then that's what matters is that we see our kids and the things they do, the things they might repeat, like she'll stand in front of the mirror and she's like, I love you. And she's like blowing herself kisses. And I'm like, see, this girl's feeling herself all the time. And I'm like, okay, girl, but it's, it's a feel good moment. Like, you know, like, they're learning something and we're do we did that. They didn't learn that off YouTube or whatever they watch nowadays. No, they don't even learn that stuff on there. No, they're learning it through our example. And Every so night before my daughter goes to sleep, I have her tell me three things that she's grateful for and three peaks that she had in the day. We don't talk about the downfall because we already know that you, you did this or you broke the yeah. crystal dish. Who cares? We already know that. But what are your three things you're grateful for and three things you're proud of about yourself? And she loves that. She loves it. We should do that too as, um, as adults. Like how... How transformative would that be going to bed on a high note with ourselves? Like you're rewiring that subconscious thinking and just implementing positivity because it tends to go to the negative all the time, most of the time, at least. Um, 
but to rewire and just go to bed in, in the morning. And I tell these people, I'm like, if you go to bed on a high note with yourself, I guarantee that energy in the morning is going to be totally different than when you go to bed, like, oh, I didn't do this today, or, oh my God, I can't believe I look like this. I can't believe I gained weight. Like, we're always so quick to get angry. Well, what if you went to sleep on a high note? Like how it is transforming your mind, regardless if you believe it or not. Yeah. Celebrate your small accomplishments. Mm -hmm. If I don't, if you don't take away anything else from this conversation, take this away. Every day, every day, celebrate your small accomplishments. Yeah. Because when you do that, you are empowering yourself to achieve the next great thing. Mike, drop. <laughs> I did want to ask you, um, tell us a little bit about uh, these causes, because I do want my listeners to know. I know a few of them, they are really big into uh, donating and they're they're just into, and I myself too. But um, tell us a little bit, because I did want you to share about the causes that you play a part in. Well, I'm a huge supporter of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Um, I really got into it deeply. Um, my two nieces uh, suddenly passed away five years ago. Uh, they had moved into an area in Texas called Midland. And that's where Aaron Brockovich was fighting for a lot of different things. And lo and behold, they had chromium in the soil. We're Northern kids. We're from up North. They don't know all this stuff. And they had moved yeah. there with their mom after their parents had divorced. And um, all of a sudden, um, my oldest niece, she got sick suddenly and ended up that before they could even diagnose what happened, she was brought into the hospital Friday night and Friday night uh, coming into Saturday morning, she was dead. Um, before we can even get anything back or anything with toxicology or anything of that sort, um, August, my youngest niece, her sister, was diagnosed with AML. And then we came to find out Desiree had AML. And then we went all through the barrage of testing through our family because they was like, well, who has it? Who has this in your, none of us on yeah. either side. And needless to say, um, October, um, my niece passed away literally on my wedding anniversary, that mm -hmm. little rascal. Um, <laughs> she's always said she's always going to be with me. So she made sure of that. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> she made sure of that. Um, but she passed away um, August uh, the 11th. And literally six, literally six months, two hours to the date, to the time and all, they passed away from each other the two girls and one was at the time uh, when she passed away the oldest was 25 the youngest was 22 and so that really kind of put me into high gear because I needed to know more about AML I wanted to know how could I help this charity raise awareness and this is one of the causes that people do not speak of often um, mm -hmm. you hear everything about breast cancer but you just don't hear about leukemia and lymphoma and more people are affected by this daily. Literally 125,000 people are diagnosed with leukemia or lymphoma per day. In five um, minutes time, 145,000 people will have died from AML. So that's how dynamic and how huge this is and why I am so driven for this. Um, if you can donate 
Uh, we have a, our page is set up for um, taking donations for AML and all. And so we do everything. We do light the night every every year, every so often we go in, we serve. Uh, you can volunteer to serve at IHOP. They do a fundraiser every year. You can go and you can serve. You can go and serve pancakes. And it's a lot of fun. It's actually a whole lot of fun. Then they have our walks that we do. And we did a virtual walk and we're going to be doing a virtual walk again this year. So I'm going to be putting out on Whispers in a Bottle that you can join our virtual <gasps> team as well. Um, it always comes up in uh, November and it's a dynamic celebration and it's so much fun. Um, it's heart wrenching, but it's also celebratory because these warriors that unfortunately have died, they have done something dynamic because there's so much progress that we're trying to make as far as it goes. They even have uh, sanguinate, which is an artificial blood for people that are not able to take blood due to religious belief. They yeah. have now a synthetic blood that they can be given and it works. Um, it, you can even become a donor if for stem cell. So it's a lot entailed. And I would just would love for you all to just pick up the cause and run with it because it means so much to me and so many others. Um, my daughter herself and her friends raised a little over uh, $1,500 this past year. And wow. so even in, you know, COVID, they did such a beautiful thing. So mm -hmm. this is, this is the one thing that I, one of the one things that I really champion for and I run with. Well, you'll, you'll see the self-love effect. We'll be there on virtual in November. Um, yeah, I love causes. I, my grandmother died from ALS and, oh. um, that's one that people don't speak of either. Um, I know Lou Gehrig's yes, the baseball player because of him, it became a little bit better known, but, um, yeah, I mean, for us, it was the doctors didn't even know until it was, she was already like deteriorating. Um, and it just happened so fast. It's like yes. night and day. She got the trach and after she got the trach, it was like a, two weeks. And then three days later she passed. And it was just so, it's just, we, there's so many causes out there. Like we just need to bring shed light on all of them. Um, yes. because you know, there's so many people out there suffering and we have no idea what's going on. Um, so I thank you for just being so big into that and charities and causes. Cause you are making a difference that's, you know, um, yeah. So I, um, thank you for being like yes that's i'm like i don't even find the words but i mean i know it means a lot to many um and then um i hope you have something in mind because i get in trouble for this question all the time but okay. is there a quote your favorite quote i always have my listener my guests why do i keep wanting to say listeners I have my guests say their favorite quote that they've taken with them. What, whether it's a mantra, it's a quote. What is your favorite that you could share with us um, that you can think of? If you need a minute, I'll give you a minute. But I, I actually have, I have one that I, I, I kind of, I love. And I actually had it in my show that you referenced. Mm -hmm. um, it's by uh Oh. Carl Jung. Yes. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Carl Jung. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me pull, because it's right. Look, I have it right here. I put it up on everything. This is, <gasps> I believe in it. The privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are. 
Isn't that dynamic though? The privilege, yeah, the privilege. of a lifetime. A privilege of a lifetime at that mm-hmm. is to become who you truly are. Yeah. I love it. I, I, that's yeah. how I walk through my life. I, I say that in my head a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that was how you open it up. And like, well, after a few minutes, you had repeated it twice. And you're like, listen. And I'm like, yeah, it's a, we so easily say, oh, it's a privilege. It's an honor to speak to this person. Like just the same way I did when I introduced you, but it's also a privilege to get to know yourself, to be yourself, to walk in your true authentic self. It's a privilege. How many of us can say, raise our hands here that are listening and say, I do. Not many, it's it's like maybe 1% of us will walk through life. So many of us regret not being true to ourselves when, you know, if we could change that. And that's why I think it's, it is in a way, you know, social media works in good and bad, but we're, for me personally, it, it really depends who you follow. But if you follow people that are true and authentic, then you're, you tend to be more comfortable in being true to and authentic to who you are. Because, you know, even though they're not in our inner circle, you're still seeing that. And, you know, many of us go like this all day and stroll. But, you know, if you're influencing yourself, putting that positive energy and those you're being consumed in the right way, um, it's like you'll start to understand that it is a privilege to be you because not many of us can say that. It's to be on that inner wall of mine. Yeah. And that's so important, though. It's so important to be selective. And it it is because I I think even with social media, um, we're on social media, of course, Mm -hmm. but um, what I want to put out to others is so important to me Yeah, because I don't want to put something out there that is garbage because you can find all this stuff. You can, you know, I can put up posts because I travel, I do this and do that, but does that really bring any benefit to you? Yeah, it just may give you an idea of where to go vacation, but right. you know, <laughs> but what what value does it bring to you? Right. And I don't want to be a person that lives on that that fake side of the street. So I try to really pour in value, and that is the biggest thing. I I want to pour in value. Right. Yeah, and you do. Old girl over here. She's so tired. Um, she's so tired. Um, kids are normally not on the podcast, but I'm like, this is mom life. Exactly. This is so. It's this real. is a pivot in me trying to do the podcast still and it's inspire real. and real. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. what happens when you're like that too, because you're a podcast, people have to realize that now with how things are in this mm-hmm. pandemic. We are living lives that are a little different, but we're pivoting. So you can either make it into an issue like, oh, you know, I'm trying to work. I got, you know, look, I'm doing the same thing. Fortunately, I have a studio that's kind of disconnected from the rest of the house (laughs) because you you guys don't know. (laughs) The warrior princess that lives with me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, you know, but it's okay. And this is the thing, if anybody is not okay with that, that's okay too, because that's for you. And that that's fine. I'm not going to tell you that you got to be okay with things that I'm okay with. And I'm not going to change that for you though. 
And so you celebrate yourself. That baby is a privilege, a, br- a breathtaking <laughs> gift and everything else. So you enjoy it because <laughs> they grow they, quick. Oh, I was going to say, she just turned four and uh, um, last Thursday and oh, they grow too fast. They grow yes. too fast. You blink and it's like, where did my infant go? Exactly. Um, and so that's the thing. I, I think we have the great opportunity as women to mm-hmm. be the thing or the persons that we want to be yeah. and not to be apologetic for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because what are you apologizing for exactly? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. Apologizing for. So, you know, that's probably going to be a topic soon. Oh, yeah. Yep. You better jot that one down. You better jot that one down. Because I don't know how many of us apologize. We apologize too much, way too much. And we we put limits on our abilities as women. Yes. When we could do it all. I don't think, um, I don't think we have to limit ourselves as people. And the thing is, is once you start to limit yourself, you'll realize that your growth is stunning. And so I'm not about stunning my growth. And I don't know anyone who doesn't keep learning Mm. because if you stop learning, that means that you're done. Right. Yeah. And then you fall into what's the point? What's the point of this life? But that's right. Cause you said you opened up with just, I'm just a woman. I'm just a mom. Many of us have that mindset when mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're more than that. Like it's okay to be a mom and to want to be a podcaster, to be a mom and follow your dreams. And, um, we see it all the time. We see it with these professional athletes too. Like they just became mothers and they're right back into doing what they love to do, breaking the everyday norms. but that that would be a good well, that, podcast for thing. you. We have a show coming up because it's important to really understand this too. Um, we have a show coming up of, um, we call it, it, everybody says mom guilt. Mm. Well, I don't suffer from mom guilt. I'm going to tell you all that first and foremost. So you're not shocked when you hear this on the show. <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> and I'll, really go into why I don't have mom guilt. Mm -hmm. And I travel a lot for my business. I travel a lot. And um, and when my daughter was young, I used to take her with me when I traveled because she was very little and it was okay. But as she grew up and she's in school, we can't do that. But I never had mom guilt. And I'll tell you why during that show. So that's coming up. That's actually that's a, coming up. That's a cliffhanger. You know, you guys have to listen because I know a lot of them are going to be like, wait a minute. What? What did she just say? I have mom guilt. Uh, we all, I think I hear that a lot even more now. Uh, mom guilt. And uh, what you hear to show you won't. Uh, you guys got, you guys have to catch up on these episodes enough. And then new one on guilt. Um, yeah, I hope. I hope um, you're able to gain some new listeners. I feel like, you know, um, I tell this to everybody, but there's so, I love collaborations because we can all grow from them and there's enough room for us to 
all grow together and succeed. There's enough growth in this world. I mean, you're talking, look at how many people are in the world in general. Um, so why is there not enough room for you and I? I mean, but this is the thing. How many, how many celebrities are starting podcasts now? How many? Yeah. Yeah. So far, there's five new ones that I know of. Mm-hmm. So why isn't there room for us? Yeah. Why? Because we we don't have the tagline or the the marquee. Oh yeah, the blue little print, whatever it is. You know, that blue, check blue, mark. Yeah, the check, check mark. mark. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and then everybody says, you know, well, you you have um, because see, people just only know whispers in a bottle right now, but they don't realize I have a, a larger company that backs yeah. whispers in a in a bottle. Yeah. And so I tell people, I don't base my success on the check mark or the people that supposedly are those that are the trendsetters. Right. That's not my success. Right. That's yeah. not my success. Yeah. I mean, cause we didn't even go into that. I mean, when I saw that, um, you know, when you, on your bio about, um, uh, your brand and the affiliations with some of the leading fashion brands and like you even have, Oscar de la Renta on there and Nicole Miller and Vera Wang. And I'm like, Ooh, this girl, like, (laughs) hello, like huge, but look at you. I, but the fact that you're so humble and authentic is what makes you great. And what makes people relate to you um, and want to know you more. This is, this is my job, my job that I I love it. So it's really not like work. It's kind of like a fun thing, but it's not me. Mm-hmm. My career is not me. This is not Sonia Luray, who who is, you know, La Paz is an extension of me. Yeah. It is not me. Mm-hmm. So if you get to know Sonia, you get to see that she's a very laid back kind of person. She's um, a little shy, a little self, not even kind of like, I'll be like, I'm all right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have people all the time. Well, I thought that was a touched up picture. I can't live that way because I couldn't live up to it. <laughs> None of my pictures are touched up. I want to tell you all now because I can't live up to that height. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't. Oh, that's because you're authentic. Okay. <laughs> No, but I can't though. <laughs> oh, neither they, can I. Look, because if they streamline me a little bit mm. or whatever, and then you see me, you're like, that girl doesn't even look like that. Uh, <laughs> and it's easy nowadays too, to be like, a mm, little bit here, a little bit there. Oh yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I don't, my, I never want to, I never want to walk into a room and people to be like, wait a minute, is that her? Are you sure? She don't look like that in her photos. Mm-mm. <laughs> No, I'm not going to about to take a punch to my ego. Nope. I, no, thank you. I've done a lot of speaking engagements and I have people come up to me all the time. I go, I really didn't think you looked like this. I thought this was just a touched up picture. And I'm like, no, cause I can't pull that look off. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> if this is as good as it gets. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. So tell us where can... Our listeners find you. I know you have IG, so drop them your website, whatever. How can they find you and how can they come in contact with if they're interested in like um, for coaching services and all that? Drop us all the info. So if you're interested in any uh, kind of counseling or any of our master classes or anything like that, 
please feel free to go to www.lapaz, that's L-A-P-A-Z, image, I-M-A-G-E. Now that's a marketing reason for that. Consultants, C-O-N-S-U-L-T-A-N-T-S.com. So that's lapazimageconsultants.com. You can find us on social media. We're on Instagram at www.instagram.com slash whispers in a bottle underscore podcast. Or you can find us even on Facebook for whispers in a bottle. Now listen, it's whisper. Because when we put whispers in a bottle, somebody must have taken it. <laughs> so we're whisper in a bottle on in, on uh, Facebook. And um, please feel free to connect. And if you want to connect with our, our my home company is La Paz Imaging. That's L-A-P-A-Z-I-M-A-G-E-I-N-G. You're more than welcome. And I look forward to connecting with you all, even on Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at blogtalkradio.com slash whispers in a bottle or anywhere you listen to your podcast. Yes. Ah, yes. Um, and then I will also, as you guys know, I will put all that in the synopsis. So they have easy access to click and go and add and all that good stuff. But I'll send, uh, you a, I'll send you a direct link to even our connection, our connection link. Like if you're interested in, in coaching or any kind of counseling services, I'll send that direct link because we even have like, it's a shorter version and going through the home site. Yeah. Yeah. So that's send it the to quick, me. easy way. Yeah, send it to me and I'll put it in the synopsis for them. Okay. So that, that'll be perfect. Yeah, so they can click and just get to exactly where they're trying to go. Um, but thank you so much for taking the time. And it was an honor to speak with you, to sit here and to listen to your story. Thank you. I tell this to everyone time and time again, but time is the most precious gift we can give another human being because that is something they cannot get back. So thank you for giving me your time. Thank you for being on the podcast and again, sharing your story. And I, in hopes that someone listening will take it and make that pivot in their life and see that, you know, they're not the only ones or they're not alone and to transform that why me mindset. Um, but again, thank you. And um, I look forward to speaking with you in the future, but you are phenomenal. Keep doing what you're doing. You're changing lives one day at a time. And I'm telling you, um, I really was able to connect and uh, with your podcast. And I am so excited that you were on mine. So I'm so honored yeah. that you had me, Desiree. I'm so glad that we connected too. I just feel like such a connection with you. You're really incredible. You truly are incredible. And if you haven't been told, I truly definitely celebrate you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you're amazing. Uh, oh, I wanted to say though, and I'm like, your niece, niece, right? Desiree, mm -hmm. I've never seen anyone, well, maybe one other person spell their name Desiree, just like mine. Everybody yeah. has like an apostrophe, like a little, I don't, a little Celebrate line above the E. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, or R A Y or D E what D S I R E A. Like I've never seen it like that. So when I saw it and then I looked at it again, right before we started the podcast, I'm like, yeah, just life. The universe has such a, I always say funny, but it always, it does have a way of bringing people together and I love it. And I I feel the same way. Like from the first time, like when you email me, I told you 
it was such an energy that I felt. Yeah. And um, I tell you, um, this, uh, it's hard to kind of nail me down sometimes for interviews because uh-huh. I'm on the go a lot. And I have a lot yeah. of things going on as far as it goes teaching in different classes that I do. Yeah. But it was just something about you. And even like my assistant said, yo, you got to do this show. You hear it? And I was like, no, I haven't. <laughs> and he was oh, like, you got to hear this. You got to hear this. Oh. This is good. Oh, that. So, what an honor. Thank you. No, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Well, guys, I hope you took away as much as I did. Um, and again, you can listen to her podcast. I'll have all the links in the synopsis. But I hope you guys continue to transform your lives. Don't give up. Um, it's just a pivot away. And I just want to tell you guys, thank you for your love and support. I'm going to get off here and chat just a little bit more with Miss Sonia. But thank you again. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And we'll talk to you guys soon. And as I leave you every week, do something today that will leave the world better than you found it. Time for some discount codes. If you haven't heard already, I am an officially an advisor um, on the First Form app. You can head on over to your Apple or Android store, download the app. And add me as your advisor, Desiree at selfloweeffect.com, here for your accountability coach and your nutrition needs and just everything in between, just life and really just trying to make this change um, and and this lifestyle um, easier for you in regards to having somebody that will hold you accountable and help you in the areas that you need help with. Um, so, and I really want to implement my self-love and intertwine the two. And I feel like this was the right thing for me. Um, but also I have a direct link for first form, which gives you free shipping. So I'll add that link in the synopsis as always and get ready for the summer launch for born primitive head on over, sign up for VIP access be the first to shop before your size is gone. Head on over to Born Primitive. The link is in the synopsis as well on my social media page. You can head on over, sign up. But also if you're looking to purchase, that link saves you 10% off every order. Save your hands. Have happy hands. Okay, make your hands happy. Head on over to Wad and Done. Follow them on social media. Give them your love and support. But the best scripts in the world, I kid you not, I have not torn in over a year and my hands have been happy because of it. You can save using Treasures 10 at checkout. Maven Threads. Get yourself some wonderful headbands and they have like the cutest prints too. But you can head on over, check them out. Also give them a follow on social media and you can save using Self Love Effect 15. I also have my Amazon storefront that's available on social media. I even add it on here. But if you guys ever have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. And last but not least, head on over to the Self Love Effect shop. Everything is made by me. I am the designer and the printer on the shirts. You can head on over, save using self-love effect. Um, so 
yeah, I hope to see you guys, more of you rocking that self-love effect podcast gear. So as always, again, do something today that will leave the world better than you found it. You guys can do hard things. You can do whatever you set your mind on. You got this. Believe in you. I believe in you. I love you. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.